This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Fly the W podcast. This one is season one. We are on to episode eight, and we're calling this one the Law of Averages. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. We are now live from 5.30 to 10. 5.30 to 10, we've added an extra hour. In that first 30 minutes, 5 to 5.30, you get a little bit more of me talking both about the Cubs and all of our local teams. And as always, I am joined by my buddy Crowley. Crowley, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, Dustin. You can follow me at Crawley's Cubs on Twitter, and you can follow us at FlyTheW670 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you add a gmail.com, you can email us as well. So when we got together last, Crawley, it was right in the middle of the Cubs game against the Padres, I believe, right? And they went on to lose that game. So the Cubs were on a 10 game losing streak as they started the series with Atlanta who came in with a 14 game winning streak. So, so something had to give, and this has happened in forever where you had two teams facing off with one double digit winning streak, one double digit losing streak. They get together on Friday afternoon. Baseball doesn't get any better. Keegan Thompson was throwing for the Cubs. Charlie Morton was pitching for the Braves. And um, let's talk it through Crowley. How did this one go down? At law of averages, right? Absolutely crazy. Keegan Thompson, who had struggled previously against Baltimore and New York, pitched a gem, his best game of the season. And Charlie Morton pitched well as well, you know, as uh, as well. So it was a, a old-fashioned pitcher's duel. There's only five hits total between the two teams. So Keegan, just just seeing him go, he went six innings, which is which was a career high. He gave up two hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts, also a career high. So great job by Keegan, what you really wanted to see. And uh, Charlie Morton kept the hitters off balance. He still got that fastball and that Uncle Charlie curveball. Uh, he went seven innings, three hits, and nine Ks. So it was a close one. It was a close game. And in the bottom of the eighth, there, there's no run scored. BR walks. A sack bunch by Andrelton Simmons moves him to second. And then he steals third. Morell hits a sack fly, close play at the plate, and the Cubs lead 1-0. But, of course, it's not a Cubs game without drama. So in the ninth <laughs> inning, David Robertson comes out. He strikes out Austin Riley. He walks Matt Olson. He hits Travis Darnot uh, with the pitch. Uh, Marcel Ozuna flies out. He walks Duvall to load the bases with two outs. Cub fans are seeing Black Cats and Billy Goats. Orlando Arcia, who used to torch the Cubs when he was with Milwaukee, grounds out. The losing streak is over. 
And according to Elias, it was the second time in the last 30 seasons that a team snapped a double-digit losing streak against a double-digit winning streak. So that was a fun one, Dustin, if you got that one. Yeah, I was uh, all kinds of errands, and the honeydew list was super long heading into Father's Day weekend, believe it or not. And I was in the car or doing yard work or driving people other places for the entire game. And I will tell you, with that losing streak happening and the, the gem, as you mentioned, that Keegan Thompson was throwing, I am not a fan of one nothing baseball. I want 8-5. I want 10-7. I want 12-9. That, that's what I want, personally. I, I want the ball in play. I, I want action. But because of what was on the line for the Cubs, and I so wanted them to, to break that streak, and the gem that Keegan Thompson Thompson, you know, pitched well enough to keep the Cubs in it. It held my interest the entire time. And we both have, but I will say I have poked fun, been more critical of Villar than almost anybody. Um, Mr. Needed dental work after getting hit in the face with rubber bands. And that was like the Villar game. He That was his moment. So him stealing third was spectacular. Of course, Morell is involved some way, shape, or form. Hits the ball far enough, just far enough. And the Cubs scored. And it was electric for a pop fly, sack fly, eighth inning. The, the sound coming through my Odyssey app into my phone and that was in my pocket. It, it was just awesome. I mean, the fans were still jacked up. That place was packed. It was rocking. And then Robertson, it's like, oh my goodness gracious, but can you blame him? Crowley, they had lost 10 in a row. I mean, when was the last time Robertson threw a ball in a live game? And now all of a sudden he's got the weight of the world on him. He's throwing against the defending world champs and it, it showed. And this might be the one guy that the Cubs could get I think the most for later on as the trade trade deadline approaches, because if somebody's missing a closer, Robertson would be a guy that I would be okay handing a ball to in a playoff type situation. Absolutely. He has the experience and you know, that, that always brings you a pretty good return, a closer, because for most teams, if that's all they're missing, that missing piece, similar to the Cubs in 16, when they traded for a role, this Chapman, uh, gave up Glabar Torres. I mean, you're when you're that close, you have to put your chips all in. So Robertson's a great trade piece. Uh, on, on a sadder note here, Frank Schwindel had to leave the game with the lower back injury. That was bothering him in spring training. And so the next day uh, he was put on the 10-day IL and Alfonso Rivas was called back up. Yeah, I always like to see Frank, but the one thing that we won't see while Frank's getting that back right is we won't see him pitching. I've seen enough of Frank Schwindel pitching for uh, a lifetime. Thank you very much. All right, Cubs are now on a one-game winning streak. The Braves are on a one-game losing streak. We get game two, and what happened in this one, Crowley? Well, we had Justin Steele versus Kyle Wright, and we were talking that Justin Steele was just looking fantastic uh, in the games against the Cardinals and then later on against the Padres. Uh, he was looking really good, and, and the Cubs' offense really came alive. Uh, Morrell with a leadoff single, Wilson singles, it moves Morrell to third. Ortega called out on strikes, half strikes out, swinging, but in an important play, Wilson steals second. And what's funny about that is the Contreras brothers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Wilson versus William are starting against each other. So Wilson steals on his brother. That proves to be a very important play because Jonathan VR, another big game. He hits a single with two outs. The Cubs are up to nothing. Uh, in the bottom of the second with one out, Rebus and Simmons single. Morell's called out on strikes and with two out. Uh, Contreras singles and the Cubs are up three nothing. And then in the bottom of the third, Hap hits a leadoff single. VR strikes out. Horner flies out. Hayward doubles. The Cubs lead four nothing. All four runs coming with two outs. So for me, Dustin, this was exciting because we were we've been lamenting, especially during the losing streak all the runners left in scoring position. And it's so much harder to do that with two outs. It was exciting to see the Cubs get some hits in critical times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they don't give up. That's the one thing we're talking about reasons why you should still be going to Wrigley, watching on the marquee network, listening to them on 670, the score of the radio home of the Chicago Cubs and downloading, subscribing, liking this podcast. It's for reasons like that. These guys might not have the most talent in the world, but they are giving everything they have. And we're seeing the young pitchers, the guys that could be part of the next, and I don't want to say the next championship team, but maybe the next Cubs good team, maybe the next Cubs team that maybe if everything goes right next year could be the second wild card. I'm still still holding out hope that that's a possibility. So there are still some positive things. And how much fun would it be to play against your brother? And, and then it's funny, though, like Wilson like kind of rubbed it in his face, right, by stealing the base. Oh, yeah. And competitive juices were still, were still flowing. And you wonder, like, did, was that something Wilson – talk to Ross about, Hey coach, listen, skip. If I get on, I need the green light. Like I want, I want to steal. I want to try to steal against my brother. And I want to give him the opportunity to potentially throw me out. That, that was good. That's good. That's good for the game. That's good for baseball. Those are the fun things that will keep people tuned in and listening. Absolutely. And you know, like you said, with these learning pains, Justin Steele looked pretty good, but then in the fifth inning, he struggled. Duvall hits a home run uh, he strikes out Arcia, but gives up a single to Michael Harris and then back-to-back walks. That's what kills you against Acuna and Swanson. So the bases were loaded with one out. Riley hits a sack fly to make it four to two, but luckily Ozuna flied out to end the inning. And so that's important because he did get out of that rough inning. It could have been way worse. And the Cubs are able to add some insurance runs. Morell grounds into a double play to make it five to two. And then Ortega had a solo home run to make it six to two. So the Cubs had their chance to fly the W. So that was a good game as well. I loved it. Two days in a row. Two, if you would have told me like that they were going to win two out of three, we're going to get to game three. And I just, you know, killed the lead. But I'm sure if you're listening, you knew that the Cubs did not complete the sweep. I, I would have been. Oh my goodness. And I was texting with Mully after that win. He's like, Hey bro, your team, look at them. And I'm like, Hey, look, two out of three ain't bad. He's like, forget two out of three, go for the sweep. So I'm sure I'm not the only greedy Cubs fan out there that was hoping for a, a father's day win for the Cubs and getting to fly the W three days in a row. But then we had Sunday afternoon, um, game three, Kyle Hendricks was out there for the Cubs. And there was a lot of us. And I will say I was right there wondering out loud why in the world Kyle Hendricks wasn't given the opportunity when he had a five, nothing lead, why he was pulled. And we talked about in the last podcast where 
the pitching coach, Tommy Hadovy, who joins the Mully and Haw show on Wednesdays, talked about the fact that, hey, he was back. He hadn't pitched since June 1st. We didn't have an infinite number of pitches, and the bullpen just let them down that day. So how did uh, how did game three play out, Crowley, and how did uh, Kyle Hendricks look? Uh, not so great. Unfortunately, if you look at Kyle Hendricks, and this happens to a lot of pitchers, but you can get to him in the first inning. And sure enough, that's what happens. In the top of the first with two outs and two on, he gives up a home run to Travis Darno, and the Cubs trail 3 nothing. He settles down, looks good innings two through four, but then in the fifth, just kind of falls apart. He gave up a home run to Michael Harris, RBI doubles to Austin Riley and Matt Olson, and he's pulled. So his line goes 4.1 innings, eight hits, six runs, one walk, six Ks, two home runs. So... You know, the only good that really came out of the game because the offense didn't do much against Ian Anderson was that Adrian Sampson, who actually was optioned down to Iowa, just a numbers game, but he went 4.2 innings. He gave up one hit and strike, struck out five. So, again, one of those games where somebody comes out of the bullpen and saves the arms from getting taxed. Yeah, that's definitely something they did. They, they, those two young guys did a great job of, of, of saving the bullpen earlier in the week. I just wonder, like, do you think – Kyle Hendricks has got something in between the ears right now. Do you think that the sell-off is finally bothering him, that we're seeing something? I mean, he has always been cool as a cucumber, Crowley, and it just seems like the the the, the structure underneath him, like his legs have given out something. Like It feels like the bottom has just fallen out of Kyle Hendricks, and he just kind of got old or lost it overnight. Well, I don't know about overnight because when you take a look here, Hendricks has surrendered six plus runs in an outing 11 times since the beginning of the 2021 season. That's the second most such outings in the majors, right? From 2014 to 2020, he gave up six plus runs in a start only eight times. So in just two seasons, he's done it 11 times when in the previous six, he only did it eight times. So he's posted an 810 ERA in his last five starts. So something is, I, I, I wish I could put my finger on it. I, I, I saw this again in 2021, looked not good. I went out to spring training this year and he was the one guy that I came back and I was really nervous. I said, he still does something. I don't know what it is. And he's always been a guy that always pitched very cerebrally. And that's why you see a lot of the comparisons to Greg Maddox of not having a 99 mile per hour fastball or the the crazy slider that wipes you out. He's just a guy that moves the ball well, hits his spots. But when he can't hit his spots, that's when you got to go in. And, and that, that's really hard for a guy like Kyle Hendricks that doesn't have uh, blow you away kind of stuff. So I don't know if this is what, you know, how it kind of starts to kind of end, but I'm definitely nervous. They gave him that time off to kind of rest his shoulder a little bit. I guess his shoulder was kind of giving him a little bit of problems. They interviewed him after the game. He seems confident that he you know, knows that what he has to do, which is command the fastball. But I'm just telling you, Dustin, every time Hendricks starts a game, all I do that first inning is light candles and pray that he gets through it unscathed. 